Hello, everybody. This is the SAP Learning Insights Podcast, and we are here today with Hannah Sperling and Gero Decker to talk about SAP Signavio and how it relates to business processes. Welcome aboard, you two. Hi. Hey, it's great to be here, David. So this is this will be the first time we're having two people on the podcast at once. Uh, pretty excited. Same. It feels really important now. So <laughs> with the start of every podcast, I always want to um, get our, our hero's origin story and uh, figure out uh, where you came from and how you came to be here today. So um, can you take a moment to introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. Um, hi, David. First of all, thank you so much for inviting us to your Learning Insights session. I'm Hannah, almost like the SAP database, but with a couple of extra letters. Uh, and I started working in SAP analytics four years ago, actually in HANA database modeling. I studied business, but always had a real sweet spot for IT. And right now I still do research at university and work for SAP Signavio Academics, which brings me to the real hero of today's episode, because I brought former CEO and now co-managing director of SAP Signavio, Gero Decker with me. Gero, um, do you want to continue with your much more impressive origin story? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. Uh, and thanks, David, for, for being here. So my story, how I came here, I, I'm a software engineer by background. And uh, while still being at university, um, that was the Hassel Plattner Institute, uh, by the way, in Potsdam, Germany, um, we started developing an open source project. And we wanted to be the first ones to allow for creativity, for ideas exchange through you know, diagramming together, mapping out ideas together through the web browser. So this was a long time ago, 2006, when we started it. Mm -hmm. And two and a half years later, we just wanted to take the next step with the technology that we were so fond of, so proud of, and uh, turn that into a, into a company uh, and build a commercial offering around that. Fast forward 12 years, um, the company has taken quite a bit of, of growth, has seen a lot of momentum in the market, serving organizations out there to help them understand, improve, and transform their business processes. And uh, guess what? One of the big customers that we had was SAP, because SAP was also going through a massive transformation, turning into a cloud provider, digesting all of those acquisitions. So a perfect use case for the type of software that we were offering and uh, because SAP liked us so much and because process and accelerated change moved into the strategic focus, um, some wise people on the board said, we need Signavio. So we engaged in a dialogue. We said, no, we don't want to be acquired. We want to be a standalone company. Um, but the, um, the outlook and the impact, the influence that we could have on SAP going forward strategically was so fascinating that we said, okay, uh, let's give it a shot. We will become part of the SAP family. So now a year later, it has worked out magnificently. Uh, it's a match made in heaven of SAP and Signavio coming together, driving change, accelerating digital transformation with customers. And I always argue, uh, nobody has disputed that so far, the most successful acquisition story that SAP has ever done. <laughs> nice. All right. That's, that's, that's a fascinating story. Yeah, so I've never had um, too much experience with, with people involved with um, murders and acquisitions. And um, I'm wondering, what would you say is um, has been the biggest challenge for you in terms of change management, specifically, not necessarily on technical organizational process side, but on the human side. So for you, interacting with your colleagues and that sort of thing, how did that work out for you? And, and what was most challenging in terms of communication and human contact? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm an engineer, right? So you would expect me saying things like, uh, you know, focusing on the technical integration and all the product stuff. And yeah, but, you know, building out organizations, evolving organizations, making them successful first and foremost is a people topic. So you rightly say that the biggest thing to focus on is, is change management. How do the teams react? You know, how do you shape a path forward? And in our case, we had a particular situation because it was not just Signavio arriving at SAP and finding our place and plugging in, but we merged teams. So we had more than a hundred colleagues who were already in the business process intelligence unit at SAP coming from different parts of the organization. And we merged with them um, basically overnight, right? So forming a, a team and then growing and adding a lot of people. So, you know, people often ask me, Gero, is your life, how horrible is your life now, <laughs> right? You come from a startup, now SAP is a massive corporation. Isn't it all horrible? How can you still stand up in the morning? And I say, you know, startup is a mindset, right? And, and a startup is always what you make of it. And, and it's evolving every day and you need to reinvent it every day. So we carry that spirit forward of building a great organization building a fantastic customer community out there, serving them well, and being the thought leaders in the space that we're active in and pushing the boundaries of what's possible. So all of these things are still the same. Yes, you need to plug into some of the protocols at SAP or some of the compliance requirements and so on and so forth. But by and large, it's still us to shape how we want to work as an organization, how we want to move forward. And we move forward with speed and we're having a lot of fun along the ride. All right some inspiring words for those of you out there who are in the probably in the middle of some sort of business transition it's all in your head it's all mindset so stay optimistic like hero all right I, I wanted to go a bit more into signavio and figure out how it works so whenever, whenever i do one of these podcasts i try to just get a very high level view of what the product is i don't want to sort of educate myself too much because i want to i don't know ask potentially embarrassing questions that other people don't have to ask uh, i'm fine doing that on behalf of others so um, going into the product of Signavio, um, I, I do know it has something to do with business processes and mapping those processes. And uh, interestingly enough, in my past, uh, in a past role, I was in something called the business process office, where we were in the process of documenting these processes across the human resources department, I believe. And our main tool of choice was PowerPoint. So we had a bunch of icons that we would copy and paste, move around on the slide and, and point little arrows and try to figure out who does what using PowerPoint. I suspect Signavio is a far more powerful tool than <laughs> what we were using. And um, I just want to know more about what it's all about and how does it work. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. It is about bringing people together, like what you did with PowerPoint on a, on a more, let's say, arcane uh, scale, right? On, you know, in a, in a more simplistic way of doing things. But, you know, first and foremost, it's about bringing people together and make them have a joined view, a joined understanding of the organization today and in the future. Three things we support with. First, understand how you currently operate. What is working well? What are you doing at all? What are you focusing on today? What's working well? What's not working well? Right? To analyze that. The second piece is to redesign for the future. How do you want to work going forward, right? Is there a standard way of doing things? Is there an automated way of doing things? Can I leverage 
cool new ideas? Can I leverage partners? Can I outsource uh, some of the things that I'm doing? So this is all about designing and painting the picture of the future. And then the third piece is to put that into reality. 60 to 70% of that is organizational change, people doing different things than they did before, different incentives, different structures, all those types of things. Um, and 30 to 40% is technological change. Applications need to be reconfigured. You implement a workflow, you implement an RPA bot to automate a certain task, those types of things. And we offer a complete set of tools, a complete suite, a complete product suite to support all of these activities. Coming back to the understanding of current, how you work today, this is like what you did about bringing people together and let them share their knowledge, right? Which is an important source of insights. Um, what has become even more prominent in the last 10 years is to leverage data to do a similar thing. So you look into your ERP systems, your CRM systems, and so on and so forth. And we would suck in that data to automatically find interesting patterns, interesting ways of doing things, uh, finding anomalies, trends, but also auto-discovering or auto-suggesting recommendations, potential improvements, because we can measure in most cases, how you perform against others. So in your peer group, are you top quartile? Are you top decile? Are you bottom quartile? What are the top quartile companies doing differently from a process perspective than the bottom quartile ones? Um, so we can point you to that and give you inspiration and ideas of how you can build your business going forward. And then you move into the cycle of redesign for the future make all of those choices and then make it a reality. And that's a continuous cycle, Right. Uh, if you talk about incremental changes, this might be a, you know, a bi-weekly or a monthly thing that you're doing. If it's step changes, like changing your company from product sales to a subscription model is not something that you do in a week or two, but that takes maybe a couple of months to, to do and, and to change in your organization. Mm -hmm. So for all of these changes, large and small, we become that engine of transformation, right? I always tell people, Everybody has understood that you need to manage finances and that there is a system for that, which is ERP. And you have to manage your sales uh, and there's a system for it, which is CRM. But the big challenge that companies have today is the amount of change, the speed of change that they're going through. And just like you have ERP and CRM for finance and, um, and sales, you need to have a transformation suite like we're offering for that muscle that you need to have as an organization. All right. Uh, so, so just for my own education and to check if I understood correctly, there is in fact a integration point or sort of a handshake between Signavio and the established ERP within the organization. So let's say Bob in receiving in the warehouse is processing a certain amount of documents based on shipments that are coming in. There's going to be an interface between what Bob is entering into the ERP, into the computer and Signavio. So Signavio will be able to see what Bob is doing in that warehouse and how long he's taking to do it and what instruments he's using. Is that how it works, more or less? So, so we take data not only from one system, not only from the ERP system, but also maybe from, from connected systems that have to do with the same process, right? So this is very important because processes don't care about where one application starts and where it stops, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but you want to optimize the end-to-end. So the second piece is very interesting because you're talking about individual performance measurement of individual employees, which is a difficult topic in some countries, yep. right? In some countries, you're allowed to do that. In others, you don't. So the question is, what is the aggregation level on which you do the analysis, right? So we typically see 
There's three ways of doing this, and there's one way which is a lot more efficient than the other two, right? Or there are four ways of doing this, but one way leads to so much down, you know, downstream trouble that you better not do it, mm-hmm. right? So, so these are the types of things um, that we can point you to, or there are certain types of activities that correlate with things going bad, right? Have a look at this escalate. Or if things take, you know, too much time from A to B, you know, there's a high likelihood that this and this um, happens, right? So all of these analyses we can do, but we can also point you to these are the things that you're currently not doing, right? So why don't you think about doing AI-based planning for replenishment or whatever, right? Because we're not seeing that in your process. Mm-hmm. And this is something that sets the, the better companies for that particular process apart from the ones that are still on the on the lower ranks, for instance. All right. And, and, um, and when you mention these recommendations, so why don't you use an AI or automated process for X, Y, or Z? Is this something that comes from the software itself? Or is that sort of a consultant service that comes along with Signavio? So we have a lot of these recommendations baked into the software. So you get it delivered. Once you, you know, suck in the data, mm-hmm. system crunches it, does the analysis, and it comes with, with these recommendations. The important thing is that these recommendations, they can be all kinds of things, right? Because the solution space is so vast of what, you know, what could possibly improve a process. So we see ourselves as a dispatcher and we're not trying within our software to provide the change itself. Mm-hmm. But we point to, we point back to the ERP system, for instance, uh, for certain capabilities that you're not leveraging or not leveraging in an optimal way. Or we point you to AI scripts that customers might have used to, to be successful in a certain area that, you know, if allowed are, are available for reuse. So, so we point to many different directions to recommend um, how you could improve your process. Okay. But you're right. There are certain areas where we're not advanced yet, uh, not advanced enough yet to do recommendations automatically, but where it's then smart people looking at the problem, seeing, ah, you know, there is a certain pattern. Let's, you know, wrap our heads around that. Let's do design thinking. Let's take, you know, whatever approach to find a creative solution for that. Right. So honestly, for the more step change, uh, alterations of your operating uh, model, it's it's mostly creative people coming together. If it's more incremental improvements, get an additional 2% out here, get an additional 5% out there. This is something that is easier for us to to recommend in an automatic way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So it's, it's hard for us to say, you know, you're selling, I don't know, iPhones today, right? Why don't you sell a music subscription service with that, right? It's, it's, uh, that would be a little bit too much of a stretch for us to do that as a recommendation. Yeah, that's a bit much. Okay, yeah, makes sense. And you mentioned smart people making these decisions on based on the information provided by Signavio. And uh, speaking of people, so who uses Signavio in general? So is this sort of a um, a tool that provides management oversight of, of how everything is happening? Or is this also a tool where the individual uh, employees will be interfacing with it. So they'll be able to maybe provide some feedback or input as to what's going on with their particular process. Yeah, it's, it's a very good question. When we started Signavio in 2009, the market was geared towards supporting very few experts because the assumption was if you support the experts, they can make the right decisions and then they can multiply it out in the organization. We flipped that on its head and said, look, process management is something that should be done by everybody in the organization. 
Everybody has something to contribute. Everybody deserves insights. Everybody should be part of the change cycle, right? Because then you can change much faster and you're much smarter in the, in the things that you could do. So when we entered into the market with Signavio, we used also taglines like democratizing process management, right? Or mm -hmm. process management for everyone. And, and this promise has proved to be true and valuable. And we have many organizations with thousands and sometimes tens of thousands of users on our systems because change is everywhere in organizations. And the more people you involve, typically the more successful you are in leveraging that change as an opportunity to become better. Um, so who uses it in a company? Yes, of course, managers use it. But everybody who is involved in changing the company uh, down to, to every team, down to every project, uh, down to every initiative uh, should use Signavio. Okay. Well, that sounds great. And it, I think it, it does a lot to eliminate the silo thinking that um, you find oftentimes when you, you see organizations with a particular team that's working, maybe laser focused on a particular task, they don't really see the other side of who might be sort of the holdup in the, the larger chain of the process. So I think that'll be really cool for them to see that with raw data instead of getting that nasty email from a manager that X, Y, or Z is not working well enough on your side. Correct. Transparency, visibility is a starting point to, to become better and fostering a culture where it's not top down mandating how you should work versus, but, but rather, you know, have a culture of sharing best practices, allowing people to experiment, to develop ideas, but then share it back with the, with the breadth of the organization so that ideally you can adopt it on a broad scale. This is the spirit that you need to take. And maybe to uh, double down on how process management only really unfolds its true value when the entire organization uses it. I can offer a particular example of how down the line employees can leverage Signavio. So if me, for example, when I was still working in analytics development, when it comes to handling internal data, mm -hmm. processes around authorization are often really complex. And as opposed to pinging multiple colleagues, trying to understand what the process is to request authorizations, maybe even figure out what authorizations you need for what use cases. When it comes to sensitive data, what you need to look at when you, for example, design security concepts, deal with data protection and privacy. For these types of use cases, Signavio has always been super handy for me personally. And I think not just in analytics, all across the company, if everybody is enabled, manager or not, to look at how the optimal process is and what they need to get their work done. Yeah. 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 It, it, I think it's, it's really great to have that for everybody to get the same information on who's doing what, what, how is it working and that sort of thing. And the, the, the sort of possibilities, the, the everyday practical possibilities that it could provide if you're able as an individual employee to see how things are working in the big picture and you don't need to worry about. So, I shouldn't focus on it, but I, I know a lot of people are probably familiar or have been familiar with work environments where people maybe withhold information and sort of play uh, certain political games on, on, on trying to manipulate one organization to do another thing. That sort of insight into what's happening in an objective way, so based on actual data, I think would be a great cure for that sort of those, especially those toxic work environments. So everybody has it out in the open. This is how our organization works. We know who's doing what, we know how the process is performing, and we know weak spots, we know strong spots from the management all the way down to the individual employees. And that, to me, sounds like it would be a great contributor for 
every, almost every organization I can think of and that I've been part of in the past. Yeah. So is that along the, along the lines of what you meant, uh, Hannah, in terms of um, getting that transparency? Yeah. So I kind of wanted to stress the value of the business process modeling part as well, because obviously coming from analytics, I am all for process mining. I love the process intelligence module. And um, let's say from a from a technical perspective, that is what interests me most. Mm -hmm. But uh, even before I joined Signavio internally, I was in touch with it and with the modeling part. And that's where I really saw the value firsthand. I feel like it's something that's hard to explain or convey. Mm -hmm. But once you've really worked on an issue and then all of a sudden you find exactly what you need in the Signavio process modeler. For me, it was a huge time saver, right? It was exactly the process I needed. I had all the people I needed to speak with conveniently on one page, all links to templates, uh, working with data that I wanted to leverage. So that was really a value add. Yeah. Yeah. Just great for onboarding, getting people up to speed really quickly. All right. So speaking of people and interfacing with people, I assume there's some learning to be done. So um, whether you're a manager or you're an individual contributor, you'll be interfacing with Signavio and it's probably best to um, maybe adopt some best practices, get it on board, understand the tool a bit better. Um, is this something that generally requires a certification or a subject matter expert within the organization to run? Um, so what is the learning and uh, the learning part of this uh, like? So you have your technical integration, but how do you get people to adopt it and learn how to use it properly? Yep. It's, it's obviously a modular approach. So depending on how much time you have or how fast you want to see results, you can take different avenues. The fastest road to, to results to value is a module that we um, publish under the name Process Insights. You plug it in, it typically takes anywhere between 30 minutes and two hours maximum to uh, pull data from the systems, You know, pre-populate catalogs of hundreds of KPIs, show you where you stand, and point you to where you might want to look, where there's most likely potential, uh, see some first recommendations. Um, what Hannah just mentioned, the notion of, of using modeling uh, to bring together people's knowledge is equally fast, by the way. So I give you an example of a telco company in the United States. They were rolling out broadband connectivity to customers in rural areas. But because they thought uh, every customer scenario is specific as individual, it needs to be treated like a project. With all of the, the shazang that you have in a project with the steering and this and uh, the, you know, the tracking and so on and so forth. And, uh, they started using Signavio and within the first workshop, the first three to four hours, thinking about what are the things that are the same? What are the things that we need to do differently? You know, what types of scenarios? How can we cluster them? Mm -hmm. Right. Can we respond to them in a similar way? Or, you know, where do we need the creativity to happen? Where are the things, you know, straight through the same every time? Uh, and we don't need to even check with three or four people, but we can just do it because we know it's going to work. Um, this opened their eyes, and as an end effect of that first workshop, they could redesign the way how they approached new customers, how they onboarded them, set them live, and on average could save four weeks from order to going live for, per customer. So for them, it was a multi-million effect that they had with, you know, after spending a couple of hours of figuring out the, the, the process and how it should be. 
and then going back to the teams and you know eliminating certain things that they were doing before and redistributing work and those types of things. But it shows you how quickly you can, in many cases, um, yield results if you go to those places where you know where you can indeed change um, things and should change things. Some people make the mistake and say, "Ah, oh, we need certification. We need to have this." super massive roadmap. We need to have a program. We have this and this and that and that. And then we start with, um, you know, leave requests and optimizing that, right? And I tell people, you know, what, what do you want to optimize with leave requests, right? I mean, this is the least, the least uh, optimizable process in most organizations. Yeah, but we want to make sure that we get the methodology right and everything. And I always tell people, go where it hurts or go where you have the most potential, and then just get going, right? And you will find out that within a matter of days, just by bringing people together with a process mindset, with a process perspective, you will see magic happen. And this happened over and over again. So long story short, to get to your first um, moments of success, to your most, uh, to your first moments of value, typically it's super, super fast. But if you then, of course, see a company like, uh, I don't know, you know, you, you, a car manufacturer, let's say, right? Very complex, hundreds of thousands of employees. Mm-hmm. And you want to build this muscle throughout the enterprise, right? And establish this as a capability and drive operational agility everywhere in the business. Of course, this is not something that is done in two or three days. This is where you have centers of excellence. This is where you have, you know, a learning approach. This is where you have a methodology that you introduce for the company and so on and so forth. This is where you have you know, program governance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, you know, what I want to say is it's, it's a scale from starting fast and yielding those first lighthouse successes that you can also then use to create appetite throughout the organization to show that it's actually not that hard to do amazing things and to change. And then, you know, in the second step, scale it out uh, very broadly in the organization. Okay. And um, I guess maybe to reframe my next question into maybe a something more relatable to the audience. So based on what you've described so far, it sounds like if you know what you're doing with the tool, with Signavio, you can really become a positive change maker in your organization. You, you can really find weak points that could save a lot of time and money in your organization's processes. So let's say I was a university student looking for something to specialize in outside of just the theory that I'm, I'm studying in university. And I find SAP and I see all of the different areas I can certify in or, or specialize in. And I find Signavio and um, I think it sounds good. I understand that I could become a change maker really fast in that organization if I know how to use the tool and if the organization's running that tool. And so I decide I want to start learning Signavio. I want to be a subject matter expert in Signavio. Where do I start and uh, what do I study? So, David, short answer to your question would be you start at academic.signavio.com. Okay. <laughs> I will give you a bit more background on that. So, with Signavio, for the first time, we're actually offering cloud software completely for free to all academic students, academic faculty that would like to start using SAP Signavio for education and research purposes. So Signavio has had this academic program running for over 10, 12 years. Gero, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been huge, a huge success. Over 70,000 academic workspaces provisioned in the past. And with the merger of SAP and Signavio, we've actually gotten 
the necessary momentum to even extend this. So right now you can use the Signavio process manager completely for free. And in the future, in Q2, our highest priority is to extend this to also cover the Signavio process intelligence module, which will allow students and faculty to get started on process mining with Signavio. And this is something we're really excited about. This means that you don't need any certification to get started. Anybody can just jump on academic.signavio.com and get started on your workspace. Gero, any additional comments? <laughs> but look, process management is probably the most exciting area that you can specialize in as a student because it has everything that, you, that it takes you know, to provide for a super exciting job. First of all, it allows you to get a very broad and deep understanding of organizations. Very soon, you can have a seat at the table of talking about the desirable future of that organization and how it wants to operate going forward. So this is what we hear time and time again, students or, or new uh, joiners and companies saying, they say, wow, you know, I, I thought I'm, I'm a cog in the machine for the first five or 10 years, right? I have to... Yep. Um, work super hard before I'm allowed to, you know, actually influence and change and because I need to be a manager for that, da, 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 da. And then they say, but, you know, it feels like I just discovered a super, um, a superpower, right. That I have in me and, and I have this really cool method and tooling that sets me ahead of people that might have 10, 15, 20 years experience because I can, I can uncover things. I can uncover patterns. I can understand things. That even for those people who have been in this for a long time, it's very hard to identify because inherently in a process, people see what comes to their desk in the morning, what leaves the desk in the evening, right? It's very easy to understand that, but it's very hard to understand end to end how all of these things connect, right? If I do something here, what happens over there? And process is exactly that superpower to see these things. And it's super relevant for organizations. So as a student, there could be nothing more exciting because you can be impactful from, from the get-go. Plus, it gives you also the exposure both to the business side, right? What does a company care about? What's, what's important for it? You know, what, how does a company need to change? But also to the technology side because, you know, technology, you know, process advancement in many cases is also about leveraging technology that was not leveraged before, right? So it gives you very broad exposure of this new digital future of injecting new cool things in a meaningful way, not just for the sake of the technology, but for the sake of improving the business. So so it's, it's at the intersection of so many things, and it really feels like a superpower, um, especially as you are a new joiner to companies. And to get back to your question about the different disciplines this could be interesting for. That's what I love about the field. I mean, we all know that digitalization and jobs in IT are becoming more and more important. And I feel that with process modeling, process management, mining, this can really be the door opener for you if you're interested in IT, but you don't know where to start, right? It's really something interdisciplinary. It's very easy to get started on the modeling part and then as much as you like, go deeper into the technological details, which is what I love. So I can only really encourage everybody that's been, you know, eyeing with the idea of a career in IT or in tech to get started with business process management. Sounds good. Um, and what is sort of the learning experience like? Is it, is it mostly hands-on, you're on a, on a demo system or... Is there theory involved? And at the end of that, do you get some sort of um, 
certification or badge or something that you can uh, throw into your CV to get that job interview? So, so it's a combination of two things. One is, of course, there, there are concepts behind it, right? Mm -hmm. What is a process? What makes a good process, right? How do I analyze? Um, you know, what are the steps that I take? What does the technology do? So there are a number of, of concepts to be learned and, and foundations, you know, to be absorbed. The other thing in this learning experience is that it's always super practical because we always work with practical use cases, right? Not just some theoretical, a company first does A and B and then C and then, you know, there is a delay to D and what should you do, right? So not that type of exercise, but more, you know, here's a shop doing this and this and it has changed, you know, market environments, right? And now it's trying to achieve this, but, you know, it observes that it's doing Y, right? Can you help find a, a path forward for the shop to, to flourish next month, next quarter, next year? So, um, so, so these case studies, very practical examples where you learn about the approach, where you learn about the technology, but also where you learn a little bit about the domains of that specific use case, what makes it so special and exciting and so applicable because we design it in a way that you can do it without much prior knowledge. You don't need to be an expert in, you know, strategic sourcing. You don't need to be an expert in inventory management to to solve the, the 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 examples but you bring you know your your curious mind a certain analytical skill set um, with it and then you work yourself through um through those examples nice and what we love is that with signavia academics we offer a tool for hands-on practice right especially during these Virtual times, I have found that supporting lectures or exercise sessions at university is really cool for the students to, for example, go out into breakouts, you know, try the software in groups, collaborate uh, live, not just on Signavio, but simultaneously on, for example, Zoom in their breakouts. So this hands-on learning, I think, is really refreshing, especially once you consider the maybe sometimes theoretical overload that you get in academia. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a perfect match between theory and practice. And for the future, we will definitely also look at student certifications and what we can offer in that realm. Sounds great. I know we're coming up against the clock, but I just had a, a random tangent pop into my head that, um, I don't know, you tell me if it's out of scope or not. It just occurred to me that this would probably be a great HR tool as well in that it could be used to onboard uh, people who need to understand what the company does on a, on a larger scale. Oh, has such a use case ever come up like that? Or Absolutely. It, it, it touches so many topics on the people side of things. It's, okay. it's about onboarding new colleagues. It's about cross-training. During COVID, we had those times where companies had um, you know, people having to stay home because of quarantine, whatever, right? And you had to very quickly recover from that, uh, bring people in, um, or you know, switch to remote ways of working, those types of things. It's in many cases, a modern way of the job description as well, mm -hmm. right? Because rather than a theoretical document, you talk about, you know, these are the three processes that, that you hopefully positively influence. And these are the areas where we would like to have your contribution. Um, and it directly shows you, well, these are the other people that you work with. Or this is, you know, if you do this, uh, if you do a great job here, there is a downstream effect, hopefully, to to lead to business success. So it provides so much more context to people that, yes, in terms of onboarding, in terms of creating a shared understanding about responsibilities, 
um, but also for moving people very quickly from A to B mm-hmm. uh, and taking the, the the tribal knowledge out and, and replace it with clarity and, and transparency about what needs to happen. Uh, this is super, super, super powerful to build a, a high-performance organization. You bring up a very good point here, David. This is actually exactly what we're trying to do. So we're currently building a workspace, um, a Signavio Academics workspace, where we use the software to onboard professors and academic faculty on Signavio. And in this workspace, the things you can do is not only explore on how to use it yourself, but also download different materials that make it easier for you to design your curriculum, for example, with different focus points um, on the more technical side for process mining, on the modeling side. And this is, I think, really where we can leverage the entire potential of the solution. And for the future, the plans are even bigger. We would also like to enable process governance on there. And thinking further ahead, especially now with the potential of SAP and Signavio joining forces, it would be really cool to think about some um, intelligent RPA capabilities that we can merge in there working with the SAP business technology platform. And then looking at the academic community, there's also a lot of things to be excited about when we combine ecosystems of not just SAP University alliances, but also now Signavio and the business process management community. Maybe, Garo, this is actually something that you could also briefly comment on. I know that the academic community has always been very dear to your heart, and I think the future is looking bright. What do you think? Absolutely. The academic community, these are the, the, the future contributors to our organizations and companies out there and, and, and the ones who can contribute great ideas. Um, so we're super happy to engage very closely and to support as much as we can um, with everybody out there in universities. Outstanding. All right. Let's, let's try to get the final question in really quick because it's, it's one of my favorites. Um, so what is the most unusual process that you have ever been mapped, seen mapped on Signavio? So um, anything weird, funny, disturbing that uh, you'd like to share? <laughs> Well, oh, God. I, I've seen <laughs> I, I've seen so many things, but one cool project that I was, that I was personally involved with um, is that every now and then we produce a a cookbook where every um, employee can contribute their favorite recipe, be it a meal, be it a cocktail, be it whatever, and and you map it out as a process. So even the untalented cooks like myself can navigate their way through and, and take it to success. So there are these cookbooks out there um, and they come with kind of descriptions, you know, easy, medium, hard. You can imagine what category my process or my recipe uh, falls into. It's the easy category. Um, but, uh, but that was a, that was a fun exercise to also transport the idea of, of, you know, describing, describing work, how you work, describing a process to people in a very tangible way. And if you have a delicious cocktail coming out of that in the end, uh, that's a great outcome. And I can tell you, Garo, for some weird reason, those cocktail recipes have been in super high demand at the academic conferences that I've been to recently. <laughs> there you go. Proof of concept. All right. Um, yeah, so we, we've taken quite a bit of your time already so far. So um, we always like to close the podcast with some final words of wisdom to our learners from each of you. Do you have anything to share? Well, reiterating on, on, on the excitement for, for this profession. Process management, this is where the music plays. This is where you can shape organizations big time. 
it's where you can have the most impact fast um, as a new joiner. So come with us on the journey, you know, check out those resources that we mentioned earlier. It's going to pay off big time and you will have a ton of fun along the way. You'll, you'll meet a lot of fascinating people and you will be able to shape the companies and organizations out there. So it's, it's, it's very fulfilling. So come join us. It's, it's one of the best professions, one of the best specializations you can develop. Outstanding. I can only once again encourage everybody that's been thinking about a career in IT to just get started. Um, it's not as hard as it might seem. And it only gets better. I mean, I've never regretted going into the field of technology. I feel like it's lifelong learning, super interesting. And if you're looking for a way, a simple way to get started, try business process management and process mining. Perfect. Many thanks, Hannah. Many thanks, Gero. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next time, goodbye. Thanks. Goodbye. Thank you.